Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 7th of October. New South Wales has become the first state in Australia to reach the crucial 70% fully vaccinated target. It means Freedom Day will go ahead this Monday as planned, with millions of residents coming out of lockdown and businesses to reopen. The state's new Premier, Dominic Perrottet, has spent his first full day in the top job exploring possible changes to the state's reopening roadmap, holding meetings with New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard and the state's Chief Health Officer Kerry Chant. That reportedly includes easing rules on mask wearing and schools to reopen earlier. The New South Wales Premier yesterday confirming major restrictions will ease from Monday with retail, pubs, gyms and cafes to reopen to the fully vaccinated. We really want businesses as we head into the summer months, as we open up our state uh, to invest And in order to do that, they need to have confidence. And I think what you'll see in the economic recovery plan are key measures focused on driving business confidence. Nationally, 80% of Australians 16 and over have now had their first COVID vaccine. A COVID outbreak is unfolding in Melbourne's Royal Children's Hospital's cancer ward. Child cancer patients and their families will need to quarantine for 14 days after a parent visited the ward while unknowingly infectious. Yesterday, Victoria recorded 11 more deaths and 1,420 new COVID infections. Meantime, some relief for families separated by the New South Wales-Victoria border. The changes came into effect overnight, allowing those from non-lockdown areas to return without needing a permit. A home quarantine trial is set to begin in Queensland from Monday. Interstate residents are allowed to return home without needing to go into hotel quarantine, but there are still some rules with participants having to fly into Brisbane and check in on a regular basis on their smartphones. Queensland opposition leader David Crisafulli says this has been a long time coming. We've been calling for this for some time um, and let's face it, home quarantining has been effective in other parts of the country. We used it in the Indrapilly cluster. What I want to see now is to know how many people are involved in the trial, how long will it last and when can we roll it out to other areas. Meantime, Queensland health experts have revealed a very grim picture of how the state's hospital system would cope with a COVID outbreak. Doherty modelling shows the system would have to look after nearly 50,000 mostly unvaccinated patients if the state records around 280 COVID cases per day. Currently, four major hospitals across the north of the state were put under a code yellow yesterday. Here's Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. This is not a unique problem to Queensland. This is happening. Uh, Nearly every other Premier raises this as well at National Cabinet. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we begin in Victoria and pressure is mounting on Premier Daniel Andrews to step down after it was revealed he is part of a corruption probe into the relationship between the firefighters union and the state government. It comes just days after New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian sensationally resigned from her top job when it was revealed she is the subject of a corruption investigation. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, the Andrews government is under 
fire from two directions. That it is, Tash. Now, the initial corruption investigation is around Dan Andrews and his key staff and their dealings with the United Firefighters Union and its chief. It centres around a dispute between the volunteer CFA and the Firefighters Union. It all led to the resignation of Victoria's Emergency Services Minister Jane Garrett and the Premier sacking the entire board of the CFA. And then just this morning, we've learned of a second investigation which will start public hearings in Melbourne next week. Victoria's anti-corruption watchdog is looking into the misuse of public money by the Labor Party, including using taxpayer-funded staff to do Labor Party political work. As for the Premier stepping down, Dan says he's going nowhere. To WA, and investigations are underway into the suspicious death of a heavily pregnant mother of three in Perth's northeast. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. That's right, Tash. Police continue into their investigation surrounding the death of Janet Dewar. Friends and family of the 36-year-old have described her as a well-loved and respected member of the community. But as far as the investigation goes, police say there are no signs of forced entry at her Dacian home, with her death being treated as suspicious. Detective Superintendent Rod Wilde says it's believed she died late Sunday or early Monday. We believe the personal persons that murdered Janet probably gained entry into the house uh, through use of a key or otherwise by Janet letting them into the house. Police are expected to return to the property today. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Interesting story today. The bank regulator has changed the test you have to pass. More difficult to get a home loan, but will it really make a difference to soaring house prices across the country? Well, APRA's boss Wayne Byers has told banks to add 3% to any loan interest rate offered to see if a borrower could easily make repayments. If they can't, the lender should say no to the loan. However, Byers has implied if prices keep rising, he will force the banks to make the test even harder to kill the boom in home prices. Is it set to have an impact immediately because we've seen many house prices soar by 20% across the country in just 12 months? No, I think it would be a short-term loser effect, but eventually buyers will make it tougher and when people go for loans, they will not pass the test and they won't get the loan. Also this morning, ahead of the climate conference in Glasgow next month, that will call for bans on coal and other fossil fuels. The price of coal and oil is going through the roof. That's right, and the country that banned Australian coal, China, now has an energy crisis as winter approaches, which has helped push coal, oil and gas prices to record highs. The rest of Asia and Europe are in the same boat, and the price of coal has gone from 75 US dollars a tonne in January and is now 270 US dollars a tonne. This might be bad for the environment, but it's good for our balance of payments and the Treasurer's budget bottom line. And Peter, this is certainly also a story to watch. The A2 Milk Company is being sued by disgruntled shareholders for misleading reporting and the company's share price was slammed on the news. 
That's right. A2 share price slumped 7.7% yesterday after law firm Slater and Gordon announced a class action against the company famous for selling baby formula, especially to Chinese tourists who bought out chemist shops' entire supplies to take the A2 products home in their bags to resell. The lawyers say the company misled the public, blaming the coronavirus for its poor performance, which saw its share price tumble from $20 to $5.50. Incredible. Peter, thanks so much. Yeah, they certainly were milking it, Tash. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett England has won the sympathy of an Aussie cricket star as it appears the Ashes have been saved for this summer. Good morning, Tash. Yeah, Aussie T20 captain Aaron Finch can understand why England is so determined to have families join them in Australia for the Ashes Tour. That was the main sticking point. Cricket Australia holding crisis talks with the English players uh, the other night, and key to that was having families join them. Closer to Christmas, looks like they'll quarantine on the Gold Coast, although no exemptions have been granted uh, just as yet. We're expecting confirmation from the England and Wales Cricket Board this week. Uh, Finch says the English players have spent a lot of time away from home. We've been in a different situation to what England have been. So for them, they've played so much cricket over the last 18 months, two years. So uh, I can understand their want and their need to have partners and families and as much comfort around as, as they can. Now, Finchie won't be playing at the Ashes, but he will be leading the T20 side into the World Cup. He's recovering from minor knee surgery uh, back in July. Says he's ahead of schedule and should take his place in that World Cup side. We play South Africa to kick off the tournament to, on October. 23 Tash. And Brett, Eddie Maguire's replacement as Collingwood president has not lasted long. Yeah, of course, Eddie stepped down in sensational, albeit disappointing circumstances uh, back in February. Mark Corder then stepped up from the board to replace him as president, but almost immediately there was pressure from formal, former Channel 9 boss Jeff Brown. Uh, it's been persistent for many months now, and he has talked about a board challenge and, and trying to execute a spill. It looks like that pressure has finally told on the shoulders of Mark Corder. Fox Footy reporting this morning, he has already stepped down the Magpies uh, to make an announcement as soon as this morning. We've got the trade period going on at the moment as well. Plenty going on at Geelong. The Cats have confirmed their interest in Tyson Stengel. He had uh, some off-field issues at the Crows and also the Tigers was cut by Adelaide last year. Due to that, Cats great Billy Brownler says that Stengel would find a familiar face at the club. Eddie Betts has gone to the Cats in a... An off-field capacity? Yeah, yeah, and they're very close. So the Cats do need one of those small forwards, I reckon. Won't hurt to yeah. have another one there. And Billy went on to reveal his son Oscar is still waiting on a new contract offer from the Cats. Jeremy Finlayson, talented forward from the Giants, ended up at the Power yesterday for a bargain. And four teams, uh, the Crows, Demons, the Saints and the Bulldogs, were all involved in a mega swap of picks yesterday, Tash. And Brett, lots going on in the NRL as well. One of the game's great entertainers officially called time on his career. Yes, that's right. Uh, Benji Marshall uh, deciding that this will be his last season. Didn't want to go on for a season uh, too long. Of course, we're talking about him in glowing terms, the impact he had at South Sydney. His last official game being that heartbreaking grand final loss uh, to the Panthers on Sunday night. Wayne Bennett, who is also leaving the club, says that he should be considered a rugby league great. He is one of the 
greatest entertainers we've seen. Started his career with the West Tigers back in 2003. Sent a lot of the highlights from that uh, premiership win back in 2005. Bennett says that Benji deserves to be proud of his achievements. When they talk about the great players of the game, whether it's the past or the future, he'll always be in that category of players. Of course, Bennett off to Queensland and we'll see what uh, the next move is for Benji Marshall, whether that's in the media, perhaps a coaching role or maybe a bit of both there, Tash. Yeah, such a great player. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Well, it turns out the new New South Wales Treasurer is also a lifesaver. Matt Keane was faced with his first pressure test yesterday and it wasn't to do with the state's finances. Instead, he leapt into action administering CPR after a man had a heart attack in Sydney CBD. Mr Keane performing life-saving treatment alongside a worker from the nearby Channel 7 building until paramedics arrived. The man is now recovering in hospital. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.